0: Good morning, Good morning. Ah. <coughs> welcome to our service of Holy Communion this morning whether you join us online or whether you're gathered here together in person in Daraboghe. It's great to be here and it's great to have our celebration of Holy Communion. We we'll get the chance to think about what God has done and what he has given us in the fact that he has risen again from the dead. As we approach Ash Wednesday and um, the coming of Lent, we will be considering what we give up for Lent, or in fact what we give for Lent. As it says in Psalm 139, "Examine me, O God, and know my mind. test me and discover my thoughts, find out if there is any evil in me, and guide me in your everlasting ways." It's two thoughts in that. test and guide and uh, we pray that we will be open to God doing that in our lives. Over this coming week. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. And that's in 1 John chapter 4 verse 9. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds You have been healed, and that's from 1 Peter chapter 4.
1: Today's reading is 2 Corinthians chapter 5, starting at verse 11, and it's entitled The Ministry of Reconciliation. Since then we know what it is to fear the Lord, we try to persuade men. What we are is plain to God and I hope it is also plain to your conscience. We are not trying to commend ourselves to you again, but are giving you an opportunity to take pride in us so that you can answer those who take pride in what is seen rather than what is in the heart. If we are out of our mind, it is for the sake of God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. For Christ's love compels us, He is a new creation, the old has gone, the new has come. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them, and he has committed to us the passage of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors As though God were making his appeal through us we implore you on Christ's behalf be reconciled to God God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God as God's fellow workers we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain for he says In the time of my favour I heard you, and in the day of salvation I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favour. Now is the day of salvation. This is the word of the Lord.
2: Thank you, Lynn. There are Bibles um, in the seats in front of you. If you want to pick one of those up, you can follow through. As we teach through and continue to teach through this um, series, it may also help some of the kids with that first activity of finding the right words uh, as well. Um, But we are today continuing our series Strength in Weakness. Um, That idea that in our weaknesses, in our frailties, in our humanity, we find the strength um, from God. And we've already heard that, like it or not, try as we may, we can't not be in a relationship with other people. We're in relationships all the time at lots of different levels. We've heard that we keep our eyes up, ready to receive uh, from God, looking for those opportunities, that, even though we talked about um, this morning already. That we can become attractive um, to others. Whenever we're pure in Christ, whenever we are that new creation uh, in Christ, we can become um, attractive to other people, asking questions um, about who they are. And so there's different people have different roles, but we all serve the one. go on. Now, life groups looked at this during the week, but we didn't touch on it last week uh, whenever uh, Esteban was with us. But the idea of jars of clay, uh, that we are a treasure in a jar of clay. If you drop uh, a clay jar, it cracks. And if the treasure's within it, the treasure falls out, doesn't it? And so, in our brokenness, in our cracked humanity, uh, the treasures within Jesus Christ sh- is shown um, to the world. And today, we think about this uh, free as ambassadors for Jesus what it means to represent Jesus. We've really heard and looked briefly what an ambassador is. Not only someone who is sent by one country to another country to solve problems or issues, but to represent that country in all matters whenever they are in a different place. And we are called to be those ambassadors, those witnesses, those representatives for Jesus. And that ambassador that's sent to another country is normally pretty passionate about their own country. They normally want their own country to do well and to succeed and to be top dog. They're passionate about it. Sometimes even before their country is passionate about them. Sometimes their own country might sell them down the river, actually, uh, whilst their loyalty to their country stays true. See, in our passage today in verse 11, it says, Since then, we know that it is to fear the Lord. We try to persuade men. What we are is plain to God, and I hope it is also plain to your conscience. We are not trying to commend ourselves to you again, but are giving you an opportunity to take pride in us so that you can answer those who take pride in what is seen rather than what is in the heart. There's a difference whenever an ambassador represents the country without the country representing them. In Christ, he is first and foremost an ambassador for us before we become an ambassador for him. He is on our side. Actually, um, it says, as we'll hear a little bit later on, even in our sinful state, Christ died for us. See, verse 13 says, If we are out of our mind, it is for the sake of God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. For Christ's love compels us, because we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died. Christ's love compels us because of his love for us, because of what he has done for us. And if we recognize and realize what Christ, the magnitude of what he has done for us, then our hearts and our minds shift. Our willingness to be his witness and his representative shifts dramatically. Sometimes we often get that the wrong way around. Um, Sometimes we want God to do lots of stuff for us and then we will do stuff for him sometimes we try to represent Jesus without first experiencing his love so sometimes we tell other people about the love of God about his grace about his forgiveness without actually truly experiencing that in our own lives for ourselves so that we speak from a personal testimony of what God has done for me, which is much more powerful whenever we tell our own story of what God has done for us. Whenever we tell our own story, whenever we tell what Christ has done in our lives, how his love, his grace, his forgiveness has affected me as an individual, that story is very powerful. That's what verse 17 is about, isn't it? Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he, she is a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. Something shifts within us. We become a new creation. I listened recently to someone um, explain uh, their favorite miracle of Jesus. And they said that not only was it their favorite miracle of Jesus, but actually it was the most, outside of the rising from the dead, on Easter Sunday, it was the most powerful miracle (laughs) Of Jesus more powerful in feeding of the 5,000 than the healing of the woman who was bleeding and it was the turning of the water into wine because in all those other miracles Jesus had the ingredients if you like to do something with so whenever he fed the 5,000 he had the loaves and the fish and he multiplied them whenever he raised Lazarus from the dead he had the ingredients of a human body to raise it from the dead whenever he turned water into wine he had no grapes it was water and then it was wine and so the miraculous god steps into our moments and can do the outstanding the impossible beyond even what we dare to think see or even imagine and so sometimes we hold back cause we say how could i be a new creation <laughs> like, like i'm grumpy that's me speaking personally. I'm grumpy or I'm too old or I just don't have that level of intelligence or you know, I have this, I have that. There's no way God could create a new creation out of me. He doesn't need any of those ingredients of the old self to create the new in him. That's the miracle of what it means to carry Jesus Christ within you. As it says in 1 John chapter 4, for he that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. We just need to stop giving excuses of why we're holding back of truly becoming that new creation that he wants us to be. Because Christ's love compels us. The older I get the more I hear this phrase and the more I find myself using it as well I wish I could scrub myself out and start again like if only I I didn't have the back pain or the knee pain or I didn't have this or I didn't if I could scrub myself out and start again therefore if anyone is in Christ he is a new creation the old is gone and the new has come there is an opportunity to scrub ourselves out and begin again. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. The Apostle Paul says in Romans 5. Even in our brokenness, in your brokenness, in my brokenness, in our state of frailty, in our uncertainty, in our excuses. Jesus meets us. And he can change us into something that we could only dare or dream that we could be. And that's not the words of me. That's not the words of a preacher. That's the words of the scriptures this morning. That's what is contained in the life-giving word of God. This new creation is ours to have. If we trust in Jesus, if we receive his love, his grace, and his forgiveness. And in that moment, whenever we receive that for ourselves, we have something that we can represent. Like last week, whenever Esteban was talking about joy, uh, that joy overflows out of us. We can be passionate, we can be filled with joy. We can talk about the love and the forgiveness that we've received, the newness that we have found. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself, verse 18 says, through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sin against them. We are called to be representatives as ambassadors, to tell the world how good God is. How loving, forgiving, merciful, gracious he is. Because we know what he's done for us. We die to sin and we live to Christ. In a few moments we will carry our liturgy through into our communion service. We remember Jesus' death and resurrection we remember that he gave the one complete and all sufficient sacrifice for the sins of the whole world you and me will we once again reconcile ourselves before his cross and receive the newness that he has for us today we do it because his love compels us is it easy no Is it necessary? Yes. Is it our desire? Yes. And if it's not your desire, if it's not your desire to receive the newness of Jesus today, can I gently but firmly with all the grace that is within me as a pastor and a minister in this place, challenge you to take a look at your relationship with Him Today is a new day, and his mercies are new every morning. How long does Jesus stand in this place of reconciliation, this place of beckoning us forward? Well, that's a really good question. The scriptures never, ever leave us hanging. See, in chapter 6, verse 3, the last verse that we heard today, I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. Now. There is no better time than now. There isn't no matter what excuses we put in front of it, behind it, before it, around it, there is no better time than now. He stands ready to bring the solutions as an ambassador into our lives. Will we let him do? it? That's the question that we're left with today. Will he be our solid rock? together. Father God, we thank you that you are present in this place. And as we invite you, it's not that we don't believe you are really present, it's our openness and our willingness to receive from you. So touch us afresh as we continue through this service. Touch us afresh with your newness, with your grace, your love, your forgiveness, and your mercy. That we might be transformed by you today. In your precious name. Amen. Will we close our service today. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of His Son, Jesus Christ, and the blessing of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, rest upon each one of us this day and forevermore. Amen.